Hello, listeners. On this show, I talk with everyday African Americans who are able to transform their passions and struggles into their dreams. I'm your host, Moses Tillman Young, and welcome to the Black Gold Podcast. In this episode of the Black Gold Podcast, I interview Brandon Jakes, a high school chemistry teacher, a youth basketball coach, and the founder of State of Mind Collections, an apparel company that he runs completely out of his own house, from printing to pressing to shipping. He does it all from his home in Houston. In our conversation, Brandon and I discuss how to balance your career and business, empower those that are around you, and how to gain a perspective that you are the one you're waiting for. So stick around, tuck in, and listen to this episode between me and Brandon Jakes. So welcome to the Black Gold Podcast. Today with me I have Brandon Jakes, a high school chemistry teacher in Houston, who's also a youth basketball coach, as well as the founder of State of Mind Collections, apparel company focused on Black excellence and Black motivation. So, Brandon, thank you for being on the show. Man, Moses, I appreciate you for having me. I'm glad to be here and uh, looking forward to a wonderful conversation. Absolutely. So in terms of creating the apparel company, how did you go from being a high school teacher, as you still are, to wanting to create this this company that would be a, a symbol pointing toward Black excellence within the Black community? Um, well, being a chemistry teacher is actually kind of what triggered the whole State of Mind Collections movement, if you will. I was teaching at a predominantly black high school here in the Houston area. And I had a kid who told me that chemistry wasn't for black people. <laughs> and here I am, a black chemistry teacher, someone who has a degree in chemistry. And my student more or less told me that chemistry wasn't for me. Uh, and, and so what I found out was that there were a lot of kids in my class who felt the same way which got me to thinking like, why do they feel like this? And, and so as I thought, what I really deduced was that there was just a deep lack of knowledge and sense of self in terms of who they are as black kids and who we are as black people and what we are capable of. And so that is kind of where the seed was planted to do more to educate and inspire and empower um, our people on on multiple levels. So that's that's kind of where the seed for State of Mind Collections was planted. So what are some common issues that you've had in terms of being a chemistry teacher and having your, your side hustle? Have you had any like conflicts where you'd have to focus on one instead of the other when you want to actually hold down on your business, say, 
at a time during a parent-teacher conference? Was there any complications like that? Honestly, man, it's just, it's like a huge balancing act. As a, as a coach, one of the things that some of my um, head coaches, some of my mentor coaches have told me was, you know, take care of what pays the bills. And so right now, teaching is what pays the bills and it gets priority from seven o'clock to three o'clock or whenever basketball is over. But once the day ends and I can get home, then I don't know, I've been up two, three, four AM. There've been nights where I haven't slept just trying to push the message and really learning, learning entrepreneurship and how to build a brand. You know, I mentioned earlier that my degree is in chemistry. So I am, I am a trained teacher and that's what I'm good at and learning how to be a business owner and learning entrepreneurship. It's, it's been a journey in itself. So the, that's just, that's, that's where the balance is. It's I grind hard. I give my kids everything I can at work because I know even at work as a black science teacher, black chemistry teacher, I am an anomaly unfortunately. And so it's important. I feel like it's just important for me at work to, to exemplify black excellence, um, as it is for me to go home and try to push black excellence through the brand. When did you start the apparel company? For real? For real? (laughs) For real? I've, I've taken it seriously for about a year, actually. But the idea sparked in maybe 2015, 2016, when I started playing with some designs. I've actually, I've, I taught myself how to use Photoshop and Illustrator, and I had a custom apparel company for a while. So we made t-shirts and different garments, different school programs and, and businesses or whatever. And so it was really kind of the combination of learning how to do graphic design and understanding the apparel uh, brand and industry that that kind of led me to be able to start this brand. And so I, I kind of, I toiled with it for a long time. Just the, just not being confident and being uncertain about whether I had something that would be a good idea, that some something that people would you know, be receptive of. And, but this time around this time last year, I was just kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to go forward and we're going to just let the chips fall where they may. So if it's, if it bangs, then great. And if it's a bust, then it is what it is, but I can't, I can't not show my kids, my personal children, how to, how I can't tell them to take risks and then not be willing to show them what it looks like to take those kinds of risks. And to not try and and live up to your full potential. You said he had a previous apparel company in terms of like it was a was it a printing or was it a design company? It's actually both. We did it. We did. A, well, the really the way it worked. So I would I had connections in in schools or whatnot, and I had the graphic the design skills. And then there was an older black gentleman who I had done some work with in terms of some of the artwork I'd done for other people. 
And so he and I just kind of partnered. So I would, I would do the art and he would screen print the shirts and then I would deliver. And so that was really how um, I got introduced to the custom apparel game. Obviously when you're doing screen printing, it's a lot of equipment and a lot of space. And I didn't have the resources for that, but I took what I had and I found a way to make it work. At that time, did you have uh, a mentor, someone to walk you guys through that process? Absolutely not. He had, he had already been in a game probably, I think since the eighties. So he's been, he's been screen printing as long as, as long as I've been alive. And so there were, you know, tidbits that he could provide here and there. But one of the things I did notice is that a lot of the, a lot of the information or wisdom he would give me, he wasn't really utilizing it. And so there was a, there's a, a disconnect there, but I'm definitely appreciative of the experience and being able to access not only the shop and the equipment, but his knowledge and just his wisdom in the game. And so it's, it's really been. I, what is this 2022 I, literally for the last seven years, I've, I've just been trying to understand what it means to be an entrepreneur. And it's, it's not, it ain't just, you, you create something you put out there and, and everybody buys it. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it's strategic and it's a lot of planning and understanding, you know, marketing and just how learning how people think and understanding what marketing strategies work. And not only that, but because I have a brand where I want to have impact, it's, it's trying to figure out the balance between being pushy as a business and still being able to create the, the impact that I would like to have within the community. Yeah. And it's also, as you said before, finding that, that balance in right. terms of what's work, your life, and also your, your, your teaching job as well. And then finding that, that sweet spot where you can just take all three of those things and do it, manage it in such a way that it seems effortless to others. Right. I'm trying to get there. We're working on it. Yeah, it, it definitely is a process for sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So you've been, you said you've been at, at this for, for a year. Would the pandemic, if there was no pandemic, would it have changed the way you approached it? Or would you have even studied it at all if there was no pandemic? No, the pandemic would have changed it. The pandemic, no, it wouldn't have changed it. I, it, I think it gave me, it gave me a why not kind of attitude. Like, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? at this point, you know, it's, it, yeah, it, it wouldn't have been any different. I don't think it would have been any different, but, but maybe, I don't know. Yeah. In terms of, yeah. yeah. So in terms of your previous experience, were there some things that you had to tweak or you just had it all printed? In terms of you didn't put it yourself, you outsourced the printing. So when I first had the original custom apparel, that was, I'm going to say that was more or less outsourcing because I wasn't physically printing. 
But with this brand, I wanted to make sure that it was a quality and premium product. The, the time that I've spent in the custom apparel industry has allowed me to see like in terms of material and cuts and feel to understand like what's out there and to understand what is a, a good brand versus like what's a, a family reunion t-shirt brand. And so I've been able to pick high quality brands and we do all of, all of the printing, if you will, for state of mind collections It's all done in-house. As a matter of fact, it's all done in my media room. And, uh, and I have two, I actually hired two kids out of my neighborhood uh, who come over three days a week and, and, and they help me with the orders and we, everything is vinyl. And the reason I like vinyl more so than screen printing is because it doesn't crack. It doesn't fade. It, it, as long as you take care of it, it'll last for a really long time. And with the gold, it just, it's really vibrant and it's reflective off the light. And so, and that's, that's what we do. We did it all in house. Last year, when we I first really got serious, my son was still actually virtual. He, he's he's twelve now in the seventh grade, but he's in the sixth grade at the time. And he was still virtual, and so basically, what we do is I would we get orders online, and I'd come home and print out the sheets, the order forms, and I would cut the vinyl and weed it, and then I'd leave it for him, and he would lay out the orders with the proper garments and stuff, and, and then I'd come home after work and I'd press it. And fold it and bag it, tag it and ship it. So, but I, I really, I prefer to do it in-house just because I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's made with more love. When it's people who look like you, who understand the purpose of why you're making it and why you're sending it to people, they, they take a little bit more care in, in producing a product. The two kids that work for me out of my neighborhood when I interviewed them, uh, I originally wanted to hire one because I only could really afford one. But in their interviews, they, they came from different angles, and I felt like I couldn't not hire both of them because they both connected with me in a different way. One of them is a, uh, he's a young man, and he said he wanted to work with the brand because he wanted to learn more about himself and his culture and who he is, is as a black man. And I was like, okay, well, that's what this is about. So we got to do it. And then the other one, she's a, a young lady and she said she wanted to learn more about being an entrepreneur and the entrepreneur's journey. And I was like, well, she can come learn while I'm learning. So if she can learn off my dime. Then, you know, maybe the next, whatever, the next super big entrepreneur can be produced from state of mind collections. And, you know, and that's kind of what the name is about. It's about, it is about allowing people to reflect and grow and experience to change their state of mind so that they can push and reach their full potential. So, so it, I could yeah. not buy both. I have to. Yeah. So it's, you're studying out in your community. You're doing the grassroots, real life hands-on experience to these to these two people who really could use not just the money but also just the the attention and also get get that experience from a person who also is learning who also has enough knowledge to impart to them 
these are the things you need to do regarding shipping, regarding printing, regarding handling. And so you are, you are a mentor to them in, in so many ways. In, in, in a certain respect. Yeah. And every time they come over, you know, we kind of start about, we start with like, how was your day? What's going on at school? Everything cool. Anything we need to talk about. We listen to different podcasts or we watch documentaries or listen to documentaries about black history or business or whatever. And so while I am learning and, and gaining knowledge, they can learn and, and gain the same knowledge, but obviously they're getting it 20 years early than what I got it. So who knows where they'll be when they're, you know, when they're 35. So in terms of creating, it would be the design, not just the, the logo itself or the design on the t-shirt, but the t-shirt itself, did you find anything that would help you make a t-shirt that felt like it was a brand, but also had that, as you stated, that family reunion type of feel? Yeah. So early when I mentioned like the family reunion type t-shirt, typically when I was doing custom apparel, people who wanted a family reunion t-shirt wanted something that was rock bottom cheap, right? And so you get the big, loose, boxy type field. And I was like, man, I can't, like if I'm producing something for the culture and we're talking about black excellence, I, I can't give my people that, right? And so fortunately, you know, because I have access to so many different brands, I was able to just order a bunch of samples and fill them and wear them and wash them and see how they hold up. And, and from that, I got some, I feel like I found there's one brand in particular that I use that I love that that's just got, it hits all the right points. Early on, I actually started with a brand that a lot of people are familiar with. It's called Bella Canvas, which is like phenomenal. It's a really good brand, especially here in Texas, because it's hot like all the time. I mean, we, we probably get like four days of winter out of 365 days. And so it's a, it's a high quality shirt in terms of the material, but it's thin, which makes sense here in Texas because it's always hot. But what I found out is like a lot of orders I was getting is coming from like New York, New Jersey, the East coast. And I had a couple of people give me, you know, feedback. I, I love the shirt. I love the fit. It's just a little too thin. And when I started realizing like these are coming from people in the East coast, well, it makes sense because it's cold. So I, I got a still a premium brand, but it's a little bit thicker, great feel. Uh, it's a, like the retail top fit that just, uh, it just, it works well with the brand and it, you know, because all the shirts are black, you need a shirt that's not going to fade, um, and not going to shrink. And this brand passes that this, it passes all the tests. I. I typically, because I make the shirts, I, I can make me a shirt anytime. I typically do not take care of them in the way I, I you know, provide instructions for the customers and they still hold up. They still look good. They still have a great fit. They don't, they don't get stretched out or loose or saggy. The, the black desert fade. And I am, I, I can also say I'm really proud of the product that we produce. I, I have definitely supported other black owned brands that produce apparel. And I guess because I'm in the industry, I, sometimes I'm upset because the quality of the shirt I get is not 
I don't feel it's not worth what I spent on the shirt. I love the messaging, but I, I don't want just I don't want people just to love the messaging. I want you to, when you get the shirt and you wear the shirt, I want you to be proud of the shirt. I want you to be like the the messaging, the feel, the fit, the purpose, the the quality. I want you to be proud of it um, because I think that as black people, we we, we because we spend so much money. We have the, the highest spending power uh, in the country because we spend so much. I, we, I think we also need to get to a point where we demand the quality we deserve, if that makes sense. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to trying to give us something I feel like we deserve and something that is going to inspire, inspire and empower us. I want you to feel good about the shirt and feel good about the brand. Because I think in the end, because it's black on, it's going to help us. It's going to help you feel good about you. Cause it's something that your people produced. Yeah. And also, as you talked about, it's the quality. And so it goes to the idea of if I'm wearing this quality piece of clothing, that means that I'm also a quality person, a person that's worth that clothing. I can afford that. And that is also, that's who I am. I am a quality person. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of like, because, you know, I teach high school kids, and even you see with adults, when they, they wear specific brands, they they walk a different way, right? They they carry themselves a different way. And and I want us to be able to feel like that about our own brands, about brands that are specifically designed for us. Yeah. So are you wearing one of your shirts right now? It's actually um, it's actually a sweater. I didn't even put these on the website yet. One of them. This one says, "We are the ones we've been waiting for." Oh, that's really and nice. So it's kind of it's I, the way the designs are. I try to give them like a double meaning. So, like from afar, I want you to see we are the ones, right? Because like, yeah, you the man, you the one. But then when you get on it, you see that we've been waiting for it. You be like, oh wait, we are waiting to see who's going to be the next leader. We're going to we waiting to see who's going to push the next generation. But in the end, it's really us. We're the ones. It's all on us. This episode of the Black Gold Podcast is brought to you in part by the Black Gold Podcast Store, where you can get exclusive Black Gold Podcast merchandise. Here you can purchase the new My Story Matters design on a comfortable t-shirt or in a snug and warm hoodie. Also, you can purchase my new ebook on podcasting called The Podcast Jumpstart Guide to help you get from zero to your first episode, teaching you the tools and resources that I've used to build a quality podcast on a low budget. To get your hands on this awesome merch at a discount, go to www.blackgoldpod.com and go to the menu and click on the Black Gold Podcast Store discount button to save 10% off your next order. Have you established yourself as a Texas-based brand in that you are from Texas? This is made by people who live in Texas. I still just saying, no, obviously I haven't. I guess the angle that I've taken is uh, just being a, a black-owned brand. Yeah. And 
I've gotten a lot of, I've gotten a lot of sales in Texas, but I've also found a lot of the, a lot of the designs and messages really resonate with people on the East coast. And so, I mean, that's definitely a way to look at it. I've never, I never thought just to market it as a black owned brand in Texas. No, I never thought about that. Yeah, because it's really funny because it seems like Texas is the the only, not the only, I mean, I'm sure that there are a bunch of them, but it's the only state that you know for sure is is supported by other Texans in terms of if it's something made in Texas, if you're a Texan, you're definitely going to purchase that product because, oh, made in Texas, that's like Texas pride kind of thing. Cult. Yeah, we are real big. big. I, a lot of my students, they'll come in and you know how at schools we say the American flag pledge, then they say the pledge to the Texas flag. And my kids who are from out of state be like, I have a pledge to the Texas flag. I'm like, yeah. Yes, yeah. We do. That would be a really interesting thing to, to do if you were to ever consider doing that. Yeah, definitely something I'm going to look into and see how we can make it big in Texas. And it's also really nice. It's not just the the quality that it makes you feel, but it's also the quality that you can also share with others in terms of even gifting it to people or, as you said, from a distance you see we are the ones and as you get closer, we've been waiting for. And it's the quality of the messaging and also just the quality of the design and how it looks. It looks really really nice and really high quality this is actually this one right here that line is actually i don't even know what speech it is but it's a line that uh, barack obama dropped in one of his speeches and it just it really for me it really resonated and a lot of the designs and the messages on the shirts are I've been inspired by something or someone or an event or something I read and, and it's like when it, when it resonates with your soul, like with who I am to the core as a black person, it's like, all right, yeah, that's, that's a message that's gotta be shared. Like that's something we gotta, we gotta wear. We gotta, we gotta believe ourselves and let other, other black people know that, you know, like in this case, we are the ones, you know, so, but yeah, that's all good stuff. Yeah. So as a a basketball coach, what things have you learned from your business that you then teach to your players? You know what? It's really, um, it's really give and take because I, I learned things from business that I give to my players. I learned things from my player. I mean, yeah, from my team that I can take back to my business. But from the business to my players, I think being an entrepreneur and, and being on this journey just kind of offers you a different perspective um, about things. My dad used to always say, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And like in my mind, like pops, first off, I always skin the cats. I, you know, uh, what's the point? Uh, but it's helped me as a coach to be more flexible in terms of how we get done, what we want to get done. Right. And, and that's kind of like what entrepreneurship is, is about 
you make a decision, you make it quick. If it don't work, you pivot, right? And so if I'm in a game and we're running a defense or we're running a play and it don't work, we pivot. We're going to do something else. Something I've been learning over the last few months, you know, is being a, running a business is you're going to be more successful with the team. And so I have, I have been more open to allowing my, the kids on my team, I, what, what y'all want to do. I have my halftime speech is like, not me talking it's like, hey, okay, what's, what's going well. Right. So we're, I'm teaching them how to reflect. All right, good. What's not going well. And you know, they give me their feedback. All right, good. Now how are we going to fix what's not working? Okay. And then they're giving me suggestions. Maybe we should run this press or maybe we should go to a zone. Because we need to stay man, that's on us. We just got to block out better, you know? And so allowing them to have more say and input, I think creates more. And so that translates back and forth between being uh, a business owner because I can think of times when, you know, the, the two kids that come to work, I, I, I make shirts one way. Right. I, I lay the shirt one way. I press it one way. And that's how I showed them. Then I come in and they're doing it a different way. I'm like, oh, I never, I never think to do it that way. But that makes a lot of sense. So, like, let's just run with it. I like that. Let's write that down and let's run with it. And, and so just trying to teach my players that the best way to be successful is to be a problem solver, you know, and, and, and that, I feel like that's one of the things that I take from the business in terms of trying to be a success and knowledge on my players just in a different way. In terms of solving problems, have you ever had any issues with the the apparel line orders got messed up or everything shut down? Were there any are there is there a story you can share? Of a time where it felt like you guys were failing. Oh man, I feel like I'm failing and winning on a like a constant basis. Last year, when I when I really got serious in that first quarter, I did really well, like better than expected, right? But I I kind of felt like it was a fluke. So I feel like I was successful, but it wasn't real success because. I just threw some out, some stuff out there, and I really know what I was doing, but it worked. And so I, I caught myself, you know, trying to take my, my foot off the gas a little bit, to figure it out, and then you kind of get stuck in this rut of just trying to figure it out. When what you really need to do is just go back to what you were doing to be successful. And so that's that's kind of where I'm at right now is just getting back to the basics of what I did to start it that made it successful. And then also with hiring new kids, like, well, it's my son. You know, it's like, you can handle your son. You can, it's, it's different. But when I hired the two kids, I had to learn what they're good at and then put them in a position to be successful. Right. So like one of my kids, uh, she's really organized. And, and so at first I had her pressing shirts but I realized like she can't really handle the heat press that well, but she's good at organizing and the weeding and making sure everything is together. Whereas my, the guy that the, 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 you know, the guy that works for me, he is organization ain't his thing. 
but he is very meticulous when it comes to laying out and centering the designs and making sure it's got a good press. And immediately if something's wrong, he'll come and tell me, he'll let me know. And this thing working right, this is wrong. This is what I did. This is what I Can you help me figure it out? And we'll figure it out together. And so, but for a long time, when I had him organizing, product was getting messed up left and right. And I forced enough to realize like it's not that he's doing it on purpose. He's I just gotta teach him better. And so once I really learned what they're good at, then I was able to put them in positions to, you know, be successful. But but yeah, at one point it was costing me, it was cost it's a lot of product being wasted. Because that is neck labels were being printed upside down or different it's, it's supposed to be regular vinyl and it was glitter and and so it was just it was a mess but i'm i'm grateful for the process because it's helped me to be a better teacher and 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 practice patience in learning in learning how to lead if that makes sense what i'm saying yeah and also you were able to like look at what was happening in the moment. You saw the issue, and then you were able to realize, oh, I can push them out. Like, she's organizing. She can organize, and he can print. And so you then have to adapt the situation, and you find out you do little tiny adaptations here and there, like put this one on that machine, this one over here, doing the shipping over here, and then you feel like, oh, like this is the perfect balance between the two. And then you find this one goes over here, this one goes over here, and everything runs super smoothly. Yeah, man. They they got so good to a point where I don't I don't have to be home. And I can trust that they're gonna go in and get the work done and get everything shipped out properly. But had we had not gone through that, had I not given them the freedom to work and not be afraid to make mistakes as they were learning, then I don't know if I would still be able to allow them to work without me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Those are good experiences to have. Well, Brandon, we're almost out of time. I have one more question for you, and that is, if you had the ability to send a worldwide text, what would your message be? If I had the ability to send one text to the entire world, it would say something along the lines of be confident in who you are because there's only one you and the world needs what you have to offer. Why would that be your text? Because I think a lot of times we get caught up trying to be like other people. We're trying to live up to standards and examples that media has provided to us as quote unquote normal or perfection. But I believe that it is normal to be weird and it's weird to be normal. And even if you get down to the biology, like you have to have a diverse gene pool for society or a community to exist. Right. And so if we were all the same, that you never had any outlying 
type thinkers, then there would never be integration or uh, innovation or, or progress. And so the way we have that is by us individually being who we are and then offering our gifts to the world. Yeah, there's only one you. Let's do it. And nobody on the face of the planet can do what you do. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, well. That, that's the message I try to give my kids on a daily. Be yourself. Be you. That's incredible. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Hey, man, Moses, I appreciate it. I mean, you got to send me your address, man, so I can send you some gear. <laughs> I, I'll definitely do that. Most definitely. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Black Gold Podcast. Please subscribe and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the show on Instagram at the Black Gold Pod in order to be updated about new episodes each week. In order to listen to incredible and inspiring stories, please go to the Black Gold Podcast website and make a donation so the stories of these incredible and amazing people will be waiting for you each and every week so that you may be inspired and become an inspiration to someone else. If you want to stay updated on the podcast or be in the know with the various things that I'm up to, you can sign up for the MTY Midweek Newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get access to a weekly email every Wednesday with behind the scenes of the podcast and other projects that I am currently up to. So make sure to visit blackgoldpod.com and sign up for the MTY Midweek Wednesday Newsletter below.